Hello everyone, Roger Pipe from RogerViews.com here. Welcome to episode 2 of our 2022 Avian Awards podcast series. An annual tradition we do here on the site, uh, just to kind of break down all of the categories and some of the names and projects worthy of your attention this year in adult cinema. Uh, this is episode two. If you want to get a history, you can go back and listen to episode one. In short, I've been doing this for 25 years, reviewing adult movies. I've been doing this podcast for about 10, um, voting in the AVN Awards for probably 15. So it's something I take seriously. We have a good time breaking this down. And again, keeping it brief, feedback is important. You can find me on Twitter, Roger T. Pipe, uh, with any questions or comments. Also, if you are on the website, if you go down to the bottom at Roger Views, you'll see the uh, feedback form. Go ahead, ask your questions. Let me know what you like, what you dislike. We are changing the format up a bit this year, not reading all of the categories, just to try and get through them a little quicker. For those of you following along at home, avianawards.com, avianawards.com, nominees, and we're about uh, nine down. So we're going to start at best BDSM movie or limited series. And remember, folks, it is a weighted ballot, so the order in which we place these movies and uh, performer names is important. So it does take us a while to kind of go through all of these. For best BDSM limited series, this is always a category, I think, that has a bit of a problem because you've got companies like Severe Sex and Kink that have done this kind of thing for a long time and they're really, really good at it. You've also got more mainstream companies Deeper has their own kink label now. Digital Sin has been in this space for a while. Um, you've also got people like Julie Simone who've made a career out of it. So it kind of depends on what you like. I think sometimes it makes it tough for the mainstream adult reviewers to kind of get into this world a little bit. Kind of delved into it with some PR work I did for a while, and I know that it's really specialized. I have a really special place in my heart for anything that severe sex does because I know how important. Uh, the genre is to them, and also to Julie Simone. Not that the others don't take it seriously, but sometimes it, it's a little hard for some of the more vanilla-focused critics, including myself. I mean, it's not really my area. I really like what Deeper did with their kink label. Uh, the Digital Sin stuff I like a lot. Um, Severe's movie on this, Strangers in a Bar, really good. It's exactly what you expect from them. But something like Schoolgirl Bound 6 from Digital Sin... It's a little easier for the average critic to kind of digest, and it's got big star power and high budget. So that and Kink Label from Deeper are probably going to be the favorites. Uh, but don't sleep on, you know, like I said, Strangers in Bar is a good movie. Severe Sex does really good stuff all the time. They never disappoint. What do you guys think? If you're really into this uh, genre, I'd love to hear from you because, it, like I said, it's not always my thing. I feel almost like there's a couple of different layers of kink going on here. Uh, best blowbang series. These are always fun. Uh, again, I think this is a category where how much you like the performer in the middle of the action really matters because they basically have to carry it. Obviously, you get some help from the male talent and the director, but you get a, a blowbang scene from a performer you really like. Obviously, you're going to like it more. To that end, uh, Lacey Lennon has one in here uh, from Facialized 8. I think she's a tremendous performer. She's absolutely beautiful, and that scene is well worth watching. Uh, Brooklyn Gray from Facialized 8 also. So you get two scenes from the same movie. So obviously if you're into blowbangs, Facialized 8 is the movie to pick up. Uh, you've got Ar Aubrey Kate in there if you like the trans performers. Jill Cassidy from uh, 
for Jules Jordan, also as a really great scene. I like the Savannah Bond scene uh, from Savannah Bond uh, Beach Bikini Slut. Johnny Darko shoots blow bangs about as well as anybody, and that is a scene that I liked. Um, not that I dislike Savannah Bond, but I don't like her perhaps as much as I like some of the other performers in this category, like Lacey, like Gia Durza or Brooklyn Gray. But that scene was so good that I also put it up near the top of my list. But honestly, if I'm going to watch another one of these scenes again after watching it for review, it's going to be Lacey's. And I think we could be in for a big year for Lacey. We mentioned her in the last podcast for her acting performance in Black Widow, which was excellent. And this just shows you that she can also, uh, you know, Handle the blow bangs. Uh, best boy girl sex scene. I think this is one of the premier. I think this is one of the premier awards. This is one I, I always wonder how they come up with the list because there are so many scenes that they the people at AVN have to watch to get it down to this list. And I always wonder what it is that puts a scene on this ultimate list. I mean, you can kind of just take a look at this list and realize that there's a lot of different kinds of scenes. As far as which one I liked the best, it's going to be really, really difficult. Really difficult to beat Emily Willis and Manuel Ferrara from Influence, Emily Willis. Uh, it was scene three in that movie. Absolutely fantastic scene, uh, capping off a really fantastic year for Emily Willis. Other ones that I liked, uh, Psychosexual, uh, Gianna Dior, very good movie, very good scene. Uh, Reason, Good Girls from Deeper, Avery Christie. Again, Manuel Ferrara. Certainly the male talent matters in this category. You've got Manuel in three different ones, which certainly makes a difference. Uh, the Red Room, scene three, that was I found that really interesting. Kenneth James and Seth Gamble. Really nice pace to that scene. Venus Guy, Flesh Hunter 15, Venus Guy, and Jules Jordan. Uh, another really good one. Blacked Raw, Coco Love, Cock, and Isaiah Maxwell. There's some really great ones here. I'm I'm gonna stick with Emily Willis, with uh, the Avery Christie scene and the Venus Sky scene also up near the top of my list. It's a good it's a good group of scenes. Best cinematography. Now you're gonna recognize a lot of the names on this list from again from episode one things like Grand Reel, uh, Casey a True Story from Adult Time was shot by Mike Quasar and David Lord. Not surprising there. Quasar is one of the best shooters in the business in the last 25 years. Uh, Glamcore from Wicked, Axel Braun, and Chris Alessandra. That was a really nice-looking movie. Uh, one Night in Barcelona, uh, Alice Locanta uh, from Dorcel. That's one of my favorite movies of the year, actually. It's definitely a top ten. It's gorgeous, really well-paced, great sex scenes. Uh, Primary Season 2, Lust Cinema, Bryn Pryor. Again, you're talking about some people that we recognize as outstanding. Francois Clouseau, also Kill Code 87. James Avalon, Fantasy Roleplay 5. You're talking about some of the better camera operators and directors in the business in this category. I still think you're going to be tough to beat. It's going to be tough to beat Mistress Maitland, uh, 2 from Deeper. Maitland Ward had another great year, and I think a lot of her projects are going to get recognized. That's probably going to be a tough one to beat. But again, some good movies. Uh, best Curve Appeal Movie or Limited Series, um, if you like body parts that are big. Uh, breasts and booties particularly. Rack Focus 2, Jules Jordan, is my favorite in this category. I uh, also like Natural Phenomena from Evil Angel. Uh, Big Wet Tits 20 from Elegant Angel. Can't believe that's already up to 20. Uh, Big Naturals uh, 54 from Reality Kings. 
some good ones here. Mostly breast-oriented here with the curve curve appeal. Uh, Jada's Big Booty Obsession, Jada Stevens, uh, Jules Jordan movie, if you like Jada Stevens, quite the backside curve. But I'm going to go with Rack Focus 2. It's a great title as well. Uh, also a really good movie. So that's that's a good one. Best Directing for a Banner or Network. So we're going to get into the directing awards now. Banner or Network, Bree Mills from Adult Time, Miles Long, Dog Fart, James Avalon, Erotic X, Chris Streams, Evil Angel, Jules Jordan for Jules Jordan Video, Marcello Bravo from Little Caprice, Mana Wolf from Mana Wolf, Paul Woodcrest and Eddie Powell for New Sensations, Maestro Claudio, Perv City, Alex Nash, Sex Like Real, Sona Martini for Simply Digital Network, Mike Adriano for Stepped Up Network Media, Derek Dozer from Vixen, Axel Braun, Wicked Pictures, and Mason for X Empire. Again, really outstanding bodies of work for all of these men and women. Jules Jordan is, is just one of the very best the industry's ever seen. I think it's, it's tough to beat him. Woodcrest and Eddie Powell continue every year and a half or so. They sort of change focus as to what they're putting out but it's always really high quality, always hot, and it always focuses on whatever fantasy it is that they're doing. Right now, it's a lot of hot wife watching, girlfriend watching, and still some of the faux but they've managed to find whatever niche they're shooting and, and stick with it really well. I, again, there's a lot of variety here, right? James Avalon shoots really beautiful stuff. Brie Mills shoots really creative feature-type stuff, as does Axel. You've got people like Claudio, uh, Chris Streams shoots beautiful filth. Claudio is, is and uh, Adriano just go straight for the hardcore. So uh, again, I think it depends on what the voters are looking for. Again, call out to anybody who actually votes in the awards who wants to do one of these with me. What is it you look for? And I mentioned in episode one, I try hard not to just pick my favorites. But if you look at all those banners, there's a lot of them that I could just grab any movie from a pile uh, certainly any Chris Dreams movie, I know it's going to be great. I know exactly what I'm going to get from Claudio or from Adriano or Mason. I'm probably, though, if I had to pick, I'm going to pull something out of the Jules Jordan pile because I know it's going to be good, and it's been that way for 20 years. And in this case, sometimes they're your favorites for a reason, right? Because every time you watch something, you know it's good. Uh, a lot of great names on this list, though. Uh, best directing for international for an international production. So this is an overseas production. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Alice Locanta for One Night in Barcelona. I really loved it. It was fantastic. Great movie. I just loved it from start to finish. Julia Grande for Gia, which is uh, another excellent movie. Uh, Star Showcase. <sighs> That's so pretty. So those two are, are both absolutely excellent. I, I would go with one of those two as the probable winner. Uh, best Directing for a Narrative Production. Again, we talked a little in the first episode about a change away from features. A narrative production now is what we've got here. There are some good ones. Um, Joanna Angel directed Casey, A True Story. That's popping up all over the place in a lot of different categories. Uh, Will Ryder for Love, Sex, and Lawyers, which I enjoyed a great deal. Casey Calvert did an amazing job with Primary Season 2. Definitely worth watching. Caden Cross for Psychosexual. Caden's won a lot of awards the last few years, and she keeps putting out really amazing stuff. I think she's going to be tough to beat in this category again, but there are some good ones. Jackie St. James for Toxic. That was a really impressive movie. I think it's going to be tough to beat to beat uh, Caden, but if you're looking for a dark horse, look at Casey Calvert and what, uh, what was done with Primary Season 2. I like that a lot. 
Best Directing for a Non-Narrative Production, Angela White for Angela Loves Threesomes 3, Jules Jordan Flesh Hunter 15. Now, this is for a single production, so you're talking about a one-time shot here. Axel Braun's Glamcore, Dana Vespoli, I Am, Aud- I Am Aubrey, uh, Ivan for Inked Exploitation of Mich- Misha Montana. You guys know I love Ivan. He's a great person, a great director, a talented guy, and just one of the good ones. Uh, Manuel Ferrara is on this list as well. Seth Gamble for Red Room. That was a really impressive and nice-looking movie. Uh, Ramon Nomar, Trans International LA. I really, really, really like the creativity that Ivan uh, brought to Inked Exploitation. I love what Dana Vespoli did with I Am Aubrey. I think it's a really impressive movie. But I gotta go with Jules or Angela for just putting out, again, a movie I would want to grab out of a pile of discs and watch. The four scenes in Angela Loves Threesomes 3 are amazing. And there you go. Drinking game. Raj has mentioned Angela White. Go ahead and take your shot. Four threesomes that are outstanding. Again, she has a slight advantage because she gets to have herself in all four of those scenes, and that instantly makes the scenes hotter. Uh, but I think it... And we'll talk... Well, we can talk about it now. The, the movie, if you like threesomes, it really captures sort of the fantasy of... Uh, you know, two women, one guy, threesome, uh, all with incredibly beautiful women and super hot sex. If if you only let me keep two or three movies from this whole list, that's probably going to be one of them. Flesh Hunter 15 might be another. So they're both really good. I had picked Jules in the other category. For a, a one-shot, Angela's got a good shot here. But again, really tough competition. Best double penetration sex scene. Uh, one of the scenes in Angela Loves Anal... Other, I, sorry, different movie. Angela Loves Anal 3. Angela with Michael Stefano and John Strong. This is a category... Uh, it's always fun because the the name of the male talent... Names of the male talent tend to tend to get repeated. Uh, you got an Adriana Chechik scene with uh, Jules and Marcus Dupree. You got Michael Stefano in the Angela, Lo- Angela Loves Anal 3 scene, but also uh, Awards Night Anal Icon with Emily Willis, Stefano and Mick Blue. Uh, Mick Blue shows up in Double or Nothing with Jane Wilde. Uh, further down, you've got Jules Jordan again in it with Gia Durza. You've got Stefano in another scene uh, with Rebel Rider. Mick Blue again in Yoga Retreat from Tushy. So you end up seeing a lot of the same male talent in these. Again, I think it is... It's a little difficult to forget who your favorites are because there are certain performers you like watching more than others. Um, For that reason, obviously, the Angela scene is up there near my top. So is the Emily Willis scene. Um, So is the Jane Wilde scene. These are a lot of my favorite performers. The Gia Durza DP scene with Jules and Steve is fantastic. Really fantastic. Yoga Retreat, Kenna James was also very pretty for Tushy. So you've got some good ones. Again, Take another shot because it's Angela White time. Best editing: Black Widow, Blue Moon Rising, Casey, a love, a true love story. I am Aubrey. Love, sex, and lawyers. Muse season two, primary season two, psychosexual, red light arena, sweet, sweet, sweet Sally Mae from adult time. A lot of good work here. I think both Muse and Primary are probably my favorite. Psychosexual is also really, really good. It, when the editing adds to the overall enjoyment it really helps that's the case in all of those last one for this episode we're going to keep this under 20 uh best featurette 
Uh, Black Widow Triple X and Axel Braun parody. The Lacey Lennon Black Widow parody is fantastic. The Cure from Misa X. Deny It All You Want Pure Taboo. Fairest of Them All Transfixed. Murder Mystery Foreplay Films. Quarantine Up to and Including Her Limits Deeper. Second Chance Misa X. Spark Lust Cinema. The Widow Pure Taboo and Worth the Trouble Deeper. Um, I I gotta go with with Black Widow Triple X. Uh, we don't see many porn parodies and there's a reason for that. I think it's a shame. Because there used to be some good ones. Now there's not really enough money or time, but this was an excellent one. Lots of attention to detail as always with the costuming, a funny script. Lacey was fantastic. That's my favorite, but uh, worth the trouble. The The quarantine up to and including her limits is really timely. Um, obviously, you know, COVID has marked our world for the last two years and sort of shaped everything, including porn. And that makes it, it makes the movie stand out and makes it timely. Uh, Spark was really a nice surprise from Lust Cinema, a uh, really nice narrative-driven short feature, featurette. So that's it for this one. Uh, episode two is in the books. We will come back with episode three, uh, bang out another dozen or so. I thank you all for tuning in. I really do mean it when I say I thrive on your feedback. Questions, comments, rogerrogerviews.com, Roger T. Pipe on Twitter, or hit the comment button down below. If you're going to make a comment about anybody except me, make sure to keep it nice. You can make it nice about me too, but I uh, do try and keep the comment section at least kind to the nominees and other people. If you got a question, please ask it. I'd love to answer. Um, that's about it. Uh, the sponsorships for podcasts are always available. Drop me an email. We will mention your website, your whatever you want, your website, your OnlyFans, your favorite star, whatever you'd like. It's available. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, and go do something nice.